a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Alpine Stars Protects on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast. This is the San Diego uh, Race Review. Thank you for listening. Appreciate it. Flyracing.com. Brand new helmet for the guys there, Formula Helmet. They uh, dropped it this weekend, and uh, all the riders are wearing the uh, Formula Helmet. It's great. It's fantastic. It's lightweight. It's got great safety features. Uh, please check it out more. I'm going to ask JT about it here shortly. And Maxxis MXST tires developed by the king, Jeremy McGrath. He uh, he developed these tires, and Chris Kiefer likes them, and AJ Cantanzaro uses them right now in Supercross. So we thank the folks at Maxxis, whether it's your mountain bike, by the way, their mountain bike tires apparently are, are stupendous. I have yet to uh, get a set, but I hear they are. And uh, also, to uh, Alpine Stars. Tech 10 redesigned right now. Uh, Eli Tomac just wearing Alpine Stars uh, pretty much head-to-toe outside of a helmet. Took the win in San Diego. The Tech 10 has been redesigned. It's the most premier advanced boot in motocross today. Also, to the Tech 7. Love the Tech 7. Uh, I'm a big fan of that. It's got the no booty in it, so I love the Tech 7. We thank those guys as well, Alpine Stars. You know the name. You know the protection that they uh, they have. So, all right, let's talk about San Diego. We're also going to do a 250 Supercross East preview here, a little mini one that uh, was a lot of fun, although I would have liked some help from my two guests on riders to talk about. But anyways, we'll get that into that, into that and more. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Really appreciate it. We know that you have a choice of podcasts now, and we appreciate all of you are sticking on board this podcast been here since 2008 that's right thanks for listening here's the review and now as promised on the fly racing racer x podcast presented by alpine stars and maxis this is the san diego review i'm steve mathis with me on the line to discuss san diego 250 east mini preview and uh probably some lime uh from fly racing flyracing.com which they just debuted a brand new Formula helmet for this weekend. Uh, Jason Thomas, what's up, JT? How are you? Not too bad. Uh, trying to trying to pull it together. I think everybody's dragging a little bit around here after Formula launch Thursday, and then uh, we did a 2020 meeting for our key accounts on Friday, and then you throw in a muddy Supercross on Saturday, and then Super Bowl Sunday. That was, mm. uh, that was a pretty pretty long four day extravaganza there. 2020 gear anything exciting happen for that anybody just um, no it's really more like the key account guys just have okay. to prepare really far out um as you know mm-hmm. and they you know, basically 
we talk to them and, and just try to get them as prepared as possible. And everybody, every brand does it. I think uh, some of our competitors do it at A1. Um, it was just a good opportunity with the helmet launching on Thursday to, uh, to see them and, and have them at, uh, at San Diego as well. Uh, also on the line from Racer X, my boss, he was not there this weekend again. We're not sure if he's ever coming back to the races or not. Could be some sort of motocross, supercross, gang war. Jason Wygant. Yeah. So, JT, did uh, any, you get any unexpected visitors during this 2020 gear launch? <laughs> any? Very, very briefly, yes. Okay. Uh, right, just I don't want to blow anybody out, but yes. Okay, just brief. checking on that. Um but the Formula Helmet, good job on that. Uh, we got the media showed up. They, uh, I, I wasn't there, but luckily I got one shipped to me. I was busy doing the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. I couldn't make it down. I rode with it. Uh, it's fantastic. It's really great. Um, congratulations on, on that, um, JT. That, that worked. It went well, and the helmet works really good. So, yeah, you guys did a good job on it. Yeah, thanks. We are, I would say, excited. Wouldn't really begin to cover it. Uh, just been such a long project and you hope for the best, you know, that, uh, to really produce the final product that you're, you know, you're dreaming about, you know, it's, I think every product has a chance to be, you know, um, what you hope for or even exceed your expectations. And I really feel like we exceeded mine on this one. Uh, the team really did a great job and we were, we were helped by some, some brilliant people that, you know, aren't Western power sports employees. These were partners that we, we teamed up with to build this next level product and uh yeah the word's kind of getting out there and and now we just have to do a good job of explaining the science and the technology behind it so that the customer understands what exactly he's getting did what did Wygant get one or did Aaron Hansel uh for Hansel got one. Yeah. yeah but did Wygant is Wygant going to get he will he one? will oh, yeah. damn it I, Wygant, I was thinking I, I could use a new helmet but I really feel bad I mean if you want to send me a lower price point one I mean I'm sure this new technology is great and all but you know, I'll just, I can just go F2. You don't need to go full on. <laughs> well, it's not even... I'm trying to help you out. Two things for me. One, I would like you to uh, wear one so you can intelligently speak on it. That's the most oh, important okay. part. And then two, okay. man, we gotta we got to protect that brain. I mean, maybe Ralph's is a little more important that, you know... Yes, I agree. We're in that this I, off season, I, but I agree. you still got to make sure you're dialed. I agree Ralph's is more important. Um well, I just thought we should pull rank and tell Hansel to send him the new one, and then Hansel would sit there and cry a little bit. A single tear would roll down Hansel's cheek. So, The last time I ordered gear from JT, I ended up getting two helmets instead of one, like the exact same. Like I got like a double shipment. Uh-huh. But, you know, until you have a huge crash in the first one, I'm not taking out the second one. So I still have a helmet in a box. But you haven't eBayed it. No, no, you can't do that. Okay. <laughs> I, I, uh... I don't think anyone, this is hilarious, when I first started at Racer X, I don't believe an employee had ever quit or been fired for like the first 12 years it was like a functioning business. I mean, like honestly, no one ever. honestly, if Foob, yeah. if Foobs never, if Foobs <laughs> could not get fired, then no one could. Yeah, no one had ever voluntarily left or had been fired ever, and then we had this guy who tried to sell something that he got. You, you cannot, if you work in the industry, if you're getting free stuff, you better not sell it. That's a huge, huge no-no. Oh, hold on, I gotta go to my eBay account right now. Um, uh, all right. Well, uh, yeah, let's dive into that. For- flyracing.com. Check it out. Formula Helmet. It's uh, the lightest helmet, JT, on the market outside of like some Euro, a Euro brand. And as well, it has, you know, basically a, uh, technology for high-speed crashes and for low-speed crashes. And, man, is it ever quiet? Holy smokes, is it quiet. I had to actually look down at my bike the first lap, and, and I went, whoa, what's up with it? 
Yeah, it does. Uh, all the things you mentioned, uh, yeah. 2.79 pounds. And for those that are in that, you know, and more into helmets, it's 1,290 grams. I, I get yelled at by people all the time about oh. talking pounds versus grams, but oh, really? it's better okay. to just know both, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> So 1,290 grams doesn't mean much to a lot of Americans, but if you go outside of the U.S., then no one knows what you're talking about when you mention pounds, so it gets a little confusing. Uh, but, yeah, I think it I think it really does all the things we wanted. It's super light, which was a, a really big component and really hot-button topic for helmets. And then, obviously, we needed to uh, kind of step our game up technologically with helmet protection, and I really believe we did that with uh, the Rion protection coupled with the Conehead technology, and then you put 12K carbon on top of that, and uh, like our design team calls it, you kind of get the magic sandwich for uh, for helmet safety. I need to uh, maybe take, speaking of not, I need to maybe sell mine, JT. I might need another one, and I might need another 10 to cover my Super Bowl bet losses from last (laughs) night. Uh, Can we talk about how bad this actually was for you? It was it was not good. Listen, I can't in the overall scheme of Super Bowl bets. I'm still ahead because I have won a lot on overs. Just overs. I hammer the overs uh, on, on points, on completions, on yards, on carries, on on rece- receptions, and I almost always win. And um, I did it this year, and I lost everything. Why did you win any? Why can't you'd be you'd be crushed? You had to have won. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I didn't. I didn't win one ticket. Not not one. Not one ticket. Brady oh, was. No. I had Brady was two ninety nine. I had two. He had two sixty one. Right. I yeah, think or something. Sixty two. Yeah. And, yeah. And I and I had two. And then his completions were thirty six, and he finished with thirty one. I think. So he had. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, just everything gone. Done. Garbage. Garbage wow. game. Garbage bets. Garbage everything. So. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. And how bad was that game, too, by the way? Holy Pretty smokes. boring. Commercials are bad. Oh, game was smokes. bad. Oh. Yeah, it was, it was pretty rough. It was. Um, so, yeah, I, I need 10 of those Formula Helmets, and uh, they're for sale right now, everybody, to cover my gambling <laughs> losses. We each I'm eight. glad people follow football closely enough. Like, look, if this were a smaller sport like ours where people make sweeping generalizations instantly, you would have heard people saying, oh, I heard scoring's up this year, but I watched the Super Bowl and it was down. <laughs> like, it was an anomaly. But I feel like things like that. Are you you referring to Yeah, yeah. Well, it's similar to that. Like, I feel like, uh, yeah, it's it's cold here today, so there mustn't be global warming. That's what I hammer you you on all the time. Well, actually, why don't we just transition into a full weather conversation (laughs) right now? Why don't we just... Well, Why don't we just continue? Speak, nice segue. Well, and speaking of taking losses, Weed, you took one uh, oh. this weekend for for a loss for the weather. Yeah, luckily, there was no money on it, but uh, yeah, it was a solid loss. I mean, it was a it was a blowout. It wasn't even a thirteen to three. It was a blowout. Can we can we estimate the number of texts that were tossed around between Monday of last week and Saturday night of the race, just concerning the weather? Yeah, it was phenomenal. It, I mean, not like anyone seeing these group texts that were on. There's a couple other people, obviously, that are on it because it's a group text. But it was just – it was like uh, the press conference before a boxing match. Like, just keep ramping it up, ramping it up, ramping up the hype. We really ramped up the hype. Uh, at one point, I sent a photo of the track to on the group text and was like, you know, it's not raining, but here's the track. And I think we just like, scrape it. Scrape it off. It'll work. Yeah. So. 
Um, no, I mean, it was – JT's right, man. This was a six-day event. This wasn't just you on Saturday afternoon. No, I mean, no, yeah. It was – well, we – this has been a thing. For, you, you don't like when people say all he's got to do is ride, get second the rest of the series, and it, it's his. You hate that. Yeah. You, uh, mm-hmm. And you also hate when people on Monday start talking about the weather on Saturdays. Yes, yes, and for the same reason, honestly. When you just want to assume some dude is going to get second five races in a row, uh, it pretty much never happens. Yep. So, okay, I know it happened in 03. Ricky Carmichael, I got it one time in 40, 45 years. I got it. I got it. I'll give you all the other years where it doesn't work that way. And then the weather is the same thing. Like, the amount of times people on Tuesday are panicking over, it's going to be a mud race. I'm like, calm down. It's probably not going to be. Yep. Usually it isn't. It, you only need five hours to not rain on Saturday, but damn, it rained in those five hours this time. It, it almost, JT, for entertainment purposes, needed to just keep raining to make it a better race uh, because it wasn't a very good race. The rains came in the afternoon hard for uh, 30 minutes maybe, um, and, and that was an, and it drizzled on and off. But for the most part, I think the night show, it kind of stopped, stopped, stopped raining at all, but it was just a quagmire. It should have just kept going, you know? Yeah, I don't know if it, anything would have really helped. I mean, that when it really came down about 4, no, maybe 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock it really started. Uh, that was pretty much the end of the road. I mean, the, the the tarps were off. There was no more protection for the track at that point. And, you know, we got a good, uh, let's say, two hours, maybe maybe an hour of hard rain and then another hour of just kind of just raining. It was done at that point. Yeah, yeah. I think really the only chance we had, and, and this is – you know, I don't know that this was ever in the cards, but if I was making the final call and someone had to make the final decision on this thing and, and you know, this is how we're going to do it, I think the only way to salvage it at that point, you look at the radar and say, okay, if we can make it to till 5 o'clock with it covered, we have a shot. And you leave it at, I mean, the last possible minute, you rush through one practice as fast as you possibly can. And I'm talking like, you know, 10-minute practices, four or five of them, the minimum possible you can get. Uh, so you're talking about a 50-minute practice scenario. You wrap that up before 6 o'clock. You have a 30-minute window before opening ceremonies, and you go racing. Because I, I, I think pulling the tarps off at whatever they pulled them off, 2 o'clock maybe, something like that, I think it was just too early. I think you opened the window for too long for bad things to happen. And looking at the radar, we kind of knew – at 3 or 4 o'clock, there was a huge band coming through. I mean, it was really easy to see on the radar. So I was curious as to the thought process of taking them off that early. It was almost just asking for that, that three, to 3 o'clock storm to, to unleash on us. Yeah. I don't, know what, I don't know how they could have done that and still gotten ready for practice or for the night show, but you're right. Well, I mean, helped. they didn't yeah. do anything. Like, they didn't really yeah. – once. I mean, after practice, they didn't really touch it much. Like, they fixed, like, three corners, and then it was like, okay, we're ready to go racing. No, but even getting the bikes ready and everything, if you had, if you had right. it that Right, yeah, way. I guess that's yeah. maybe true, too. Right. But um, I don't know. Just to protect the track, I think you have to pull out all the stops to try to save the track if there's a chance. And I, I think there was a chance. I think if they could have missed that huge storm, well, it would have been much, much better. It was. I don't know how it looked on TV. Why, again, I didn't watch the race yet, Super, Bowls and all, Super Bowl and all that, but uh, – it was nothing much going on out there. It was not exactly very exciting, and, and I get it. It's a mud race. That's what it is. It's just it is what it is. But man, what, if you're like a well, if you're a fan in San Diego, maybe you go to Anaheim. I don't know. But if you just wait all year for that one race because you just love the sport and you 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 love everything about it and you love going there in the pits and all that, man, like you're just like wah wah wah. I gotta wait for I gotta wait for tomorrow because there was nothing going on. We joke there. Yeah, it totally looked like that. I mean, I was pretty impressed 
And again, it was maybe a little better as it was wetter. The very first 250 heats, Hampshire and some of those guys were doing the big triple, which was pretty cool. Uh, I showed my wife. She was impressed that they were jumping in the mud like that. So mm-hmm. that part was, you know, surprisingly good. But for the most part, yeah. And as it dries out, you know, it also happens. The track also gets more one-lined. Yeah. I mean, if you try to go outside, you're just going to get stuck. So you can't do any passing or anything. Yeah, it was typical mud race. I don't think any of us on this call are complaining. Like, we all know that's part of the sport, and yep. that makes it interesting sometimes. It just is what it is. Yeah. You do not have passing and bar-to-bar battles and action. No. In mud races, you have dudes trying to not crash. Yeah, JT, it was tedious at times. <laughs> You're just like, well, like, well yeah. yeah I, unfortunately, at certain times during the race, I found myself looking at my computer and randomly looking at websites. It just there just wasn't a lot of action going <laughs> no, on. No, it was. <laughs> um, so let's talk about Lyme, and not the Lyme that I put in my Coronas. Uh, you know, stuff started I, Saturday night. My buddy Alex Ray texted me and said his balls are on fire. And I was like, okay, too much info. Like, I don't know what's going on with Tinder or whatever. Like, I don't really want to know. But, <laughs> but it, so it started leaking out Saturday night, like to me. And then Sunday we saw more and more people, riders and mechanics and teams are posting. So they put Lyme in the track. They've done it for, I don't know, JT, probably came around like in the early 2000s. Would you say? Uh, I remember it being on the track in Atlanta when I rode Amateur Day in 1995. Really? Oh, I seem to remember it being way later that they brought it in. I was still wrenching, but anyways. Um, so, yeah, lime, lime dries out the dirt. Uh, it's used for years and years and years, so it wasn't anything new. But somebody miscalculated in San Diego. Somebody from the track crew from Feld or, or something happened because the lime we are getting. I mean, riders rocks in uh, Instagram that he can't ride because his ass is burned. A-Ray's balls may or may not still be on fire. Uh, the bikes are just absolutely ruined because the, the lime hits the aluminum and just corrodes it. And, I mean, there's got to be a mistake Wygant along the way here because it's not good right now. Guys are legitimately having problems, um, you know, with burns all over their bodies. And it, that's this is going to be a developing topic. We're doing this Monday morning, and it'll be interesting to see what happens. Feld should address this at some point. Yeah, because as JT's saying, they've been putting this lime in the racetracks for a long, long time. So I cannot imagine that they're not aware of the risks. Like, I do not think that anyone from Feld is sitting there going, ha, 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 burn, burn, riders, burn. No, like, this no. had to have been a miscalculation. They, surely they know the risks. Surely they know, okay, you could probably make the argument that you should not have any lime in the track. I'm not an expert. I mean, that would probably be what some people would endorse. But clearly there's been plenty of times where it's been used and it hasn't resulted in this sort of side effect. So they must have messed it up. They must know what they're supposed to do and – must have messed it up. So, yeah, we're, you're going to talk to a couple guys. I'm going to talk to a couple guys get the rider's side. I mean, if, if you want the rider's side right now, just go on social media. It's gnarly. Yeah. Um, but, I, yeah, I'd like to talk to someone at Feld only because I believe their answer is not, yes, we want to see the riders burn. <laughs> no. Uh, no I, but, I, I, like so, you said, they no. probably just messed up. JT, somebody made a mistake because they, they put too much on the track. Or, or, yeah, somebody made a mistake. I'm guessing so. Um I don't know what the recourse is at this point, and but you've got to think. I mean, where there are a lot of heavyweights in the industry even posting social media about it today. You've got to know this is on Feld's radar. Obviously, there's a lot of unhappy. There are a lot of unhappy riders. There are a lot of riders in pain. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't know where this is going to go, but it's not a good situation right now. That's for sure. 
Have you experienced it, JT? Burn a little bit of burning sensations. I have. I got it. Uh, that incident where I remember it so vividly. And, and let's be clear, I don't know exactly the 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 substance they were using. Maybe they've adjusted it. Maybe they've changed it in the 23 years since I'm mentioning it. But on these soft races like Atlanta, you remember how soft Atlanta used to be. I mean, it was to the point where I can remember Jeremy McGrath rolling the triple on press day, like Friday practice, because you couldn't even double it. It was so ruddy. So in those situations, you would they would put this drying substance, and I'm assuming it was the same as now. I don't know that for sure, on the track to absorb the moisture and dry it out. Uh, but I remember getting a little bit in my eyes in that amateur day, uh, and, man, it was unbelievably painful. Just, uh, just some got you know, in between the vents and my goggle. And, uh, yeah, so I, I have a little understanding of what these guys are going through, and it's not fun. Don't get me wrong. No. And, and I even have it all over my body like these guys did. I mean, they yeah. were basically riding through a, a lime soup, you know, because it was mixed into the water and they were getting splashed yeah. and it covered their entire body. And, dude, and so the truck's got to leave for Minneapolis, okay, in the freezing cold this week. All the mechanics' bikes were trashed. Riders were trashed. The guys had to probably work absolutely all day yesterday, Sunday, today. The truck's loading up. It needs to go. Um, it's everything's wet from the rain. Uh, it's going to go to Minneapolis where it's going to freeze. Like this is an absolute all hands on board work ethic or work effort for these teams and riders to 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 recover from San Diego, deal with the trash bikes, deal with everything being wet and going to minus uh, you know a bajillion temperatures. Like. I feel for everyone listening to this that works for a team, and I'm glad I don't work for a team anymore because this is not. <laughs> so that's why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah, no, honestly, you, you know what I'm talking about, you guys, right? Like this is these guys are stressed and they have not much. I have got much sleep the last day or two. It was like so. the it's like the worst possible scenario of teams having to leave or planning to leave. They come off this mud race. They're going into negative degree temperatures so they can't build outside in minnesota so yeah they're right. really backed in their corner on this deal. think about putting things in your truck that are still wet how that's going to react when you get to minneapolis like just yep. oh boy oh um, yeah so yeah. it'll be interesting to see what um what happens from this i mean I, I feld needs to at least reach out to everybody and explain what happened and everything else um i just got a text i was asking another guy uh about this and what's going on and uh, he said they always put lime on a track people are just crying more so there's that side too, like oh god, I mean, yes, they always did, but I don't. I, it didn't do as much damage, and it could yeah. be as simple as um, as JT said, you know, there's been plenty of mud races, but standing water races are that we've definitely yeah. seen them, but there's fewer. I mean, maybe there's been how many races where the standing water off the start was that bad? I mean, yeah. we feel like we've yeah. seen a hundred mud races, but maybe. Yeah. Less than maybe one every five years. That is uh, that level of being splashed. Maybe that's the whole factor. It's definitely. Definitely but, different. But I would say, like, why are you guys putting lot? It's over. Like, don't don't worry about lime. It ain't drying this place out. Like, there's standing water everywhere, puddles everywhere. Yeah, that was you that know. was curious. Yeah, uh, but, you know the the turn in between the two whoop sections. Mm-hmm. I saw them just dumping just bucketfuls of it into that corner to try to soak up the water. So, and you just see those guys come blasting through there and just getting you know yeah. splashed by this stuff. I think that was. I think one of you one of you guys made a good point of that was the biggest thing is just it wasn't mud it was water so it went everywhere I mean there was no yeah I just got muddy and whatever cleaned out I mean these guys were yeah. literally drenched in this stuff for you know hopefully not hours but a long time like way too long as far as exposure was mm-hmm. 
Uh, all right, let's uh, let's get into it. It'll be interesting to follow follow this uh, along as uh, as we see um, what what happens and what what un, un, uh, unfurls here. Fly Racing Race Rex Podcast presented by Maxis and Alpine Stars. So Tomac gets his win. Uh, he pretty much leads almost uh, all the way. Rocks and grab the whole shot. Fell promptly uh, two turns in. Eli takes off, and I'm going to be interested to see this week in Minneapolis talking to Eli, talking to the Cowie guys. They have made. Remember the magic shock? Uh, I think it was a link, actually. Why again? They went to Phoenix, got a link. That was it. It was over from there. Oh, I never knew what the actual change was. I oh. didn't know if it was yeah. front end or, or back. So yeah, yeah. I think rear it, suspension. I think it was a link. Maybe it was a shock and okay. a link or something. But anyways, yeah. and well, they think they have the same breakthrough happening right now. Now, obviously, they don't even – Eli didn't get to test all that, and he still won the race and all that, but – they're very confident going forward that Eli is going to be able to push on this bike like he has before. So that'll be interesting to see. If San Diego's dry, we would have seen some testing and, and how it went. So, yeah, it'll be good. But Eli wins uh, all the way, uh, takes his, takes the win, and uh, has the points lead as well. And, yeah, I don't know, a bunch of guys rolled around after that. Uh, Bogle uh, was second, rolled around forever on second, and then Bogle, I, I don't know, go ahead. Yeah. Someone, <laughs> someone go ahead. I, I don't just talk. Well, let's tackle the Eli thing first. Okay. Yes, he did win a mud race, so it doesn't really prove uh, that much. But I, through the years, and you bring up Glendale in 2017, where he went from getting 5-5-8 five, five, at the first three races and then completely destroying everybody at round four. He's traditionally, to me, been one of the more affected by setup guys. Like, when he has it, it's unbelievable. And, and that's part of the inconsistency of Eli we've talked about. When he doesn't have it, he's okay. And then when he has it, all of a sudden you're like, holy crap. So it's not if you hear that from some riders, you'd be like, yeah, whatever. But he has proven before when they stumble upon these magic setups that, you know, he goes from hitting doubles to hitting home runs. So maybe that is the case. And, look, we speculated all along that something was up. He's now admitted the back problem. I don't know why he couldn't admit it before. So he missed a lot of racing. We're waiting on the right setup of the bike. Like, there is a chance that the Eli Tomac we were just waiting for it's finally here. I, the mud race doesn't prove it, but yeah, yeah, well, it wouldn't surprise, I don't think, any of us if he started winning races a lot. Yeah, that's why I, I, I said what I did, because I'm looking forward to Minneapolis now. We're moving on Minneapolis. Uh, yeah, yeah. It should be interesting to see. But yep. listen, um, Bogle. So Bogle, um, last week in Oakland, pulled the whole shot, ran – did he run second? Was he in second when he crashed, or was he already third or fourth when he crashed? Um, he stalled when he was in second, I think, right? And did then he, he went – Okay. Well, anyway, so – Bogle again uh, got the start, ran second until um, he fell over in an inside rut. Marv got him, and nope. good job for for Bogle, man. Nope, He's feeling nope, better. Nope, nope. What? You're getting you're, missed, you're screwing the story up a little bit. He didn't. You're telling me he yeah. didn't fall over in a turn on the inside turn. He did fall, oh. but then Roxon got him, and then on the coming up to the white flag, Dino. They were they were going to lap Dino. And I think Dino thought that Bogle was trying to pass him for position. Blocked him pretty aggressively twice. Um, and Marv, Marv was able to pass him on the second time that Dino blocked him. And then, uh, there, so there's a lot to this. Uh, I don't think, for one, I don't think that it would have mattered because Marvin did the best lap of the race behind maybe one of Eli's laps on the last lap of the race. He was incredibly fast, past rocks, and even the last straight away. So I don't, I don't think Justin would have been able to hold him off. I'll put that out there first. Uh, second, Bogle is very unhappy with Dino. Very, 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 very unhappy with Dino about that. 
because in his mind, yeah, he cost him a podium. You know, I, I don't think he had any way to know how mar- fast Marvin was going or what Marvin did after that. But in his mind, you blocked me twice on purpose and you cost me a podium. So I know I've heard that Dino was bummed uh, on that he got in Justin's way and, you know, yeah, I, I didn't sound like he did it on purpose or knew what was going on, but he was pretty bummed about it because I think they're pretty good friends. But, uh, yeah, then my, I think Marvin's ride was really the story of it because he came from really far back and blew past all those guys to get second. And really, if you look at the race, he was right behind Eli at the finish. And obviously, Eli was cruising. Yeah, Eli was. And Eli, A-Ray fell in front of him and he had to stop. Yeah, he, yeah, I get it. But I'm just saying, like, Marvin's ride should not be understated. It was unbelievable if you look at the lap, the lap times of what he was doing at the end of the race. So, yeah, I mean, Dean, there's no chance Dean was just like, hey, I'm going to get Bogle. Like, yeah, he made a miss, you know. Dean, no, he did yeah. it twice on purpose. I mean, you could literally Yeah, watch. no, I'm saying I'm saying he didn't know. He thought it was for position. There's yeah. no way Dean was like, oh, right. hey, I'm just going to get no, this No, he guy. wasn't doing it. Yeah. He obviously was mistaken on the situation. It just, from from Justin's perspective, it was pretty brutal. I would I would have been very angry if I, I wonder, was Justin as well. I wonder how active the blue flags were because these guys, the halftime, have no idea what's going on. I don't yeah, know. understandable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know because I didn't see that. I could be wrong, but I wonder if Dino got any blue flags at all, if anybody knew anything that was going on. Yeah, and I can't comment <laughs> yes or no on that. I don't know. Well, you can comment, though, that many times these blue flags are ridiculous. Like as Well, far as, and yeah. to be fair, if unless they were very astute with the radios, yeah. I don't know that they would know either. Right, right. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Marv got – Also, you have to keep in mind, I don't think – if Dino is able to know it's Bogle – like, Bogle all of a sudden is having this incredible ride. Like, he doesn't know what went on at the beginning of the race. It, it would probably be tough for him to adjust and be like, yeah, I'm probably getting lapped by Bogle, who's in, like, podium position right now. Like, you're probably using every instinct you have. And yeah. probably the assumption is, yeah. if I'm doing bad, he's doing bad. I mean, Bogle all of a sudden is in third? By the way, That's the, probably not what Dean was expecting. By the way, both mains were cut down, and uh, I applaud this decision. I didn't want to see any more of that than, than what we already saw. They could have probably cut even shorter for me. But, yeah, both mains were cut down. Um, So, yeah, Roxon has got to be – he stuck around the press conference. Uh, Afterwards, I I grabbed an interview with him. Um, And he's just got – I mean, look, he didn't lose the win. But you you look at his couple races last year. You look at the the first uh, gangbang this year. You look at uh, Glendale where he was winning and he got the red flag and he tightened it up and he lost that lead. You look at last week in Oakland – uh, losing a podium spot, and now this one. I mean, he's uh, you know he's third in the points and all of that. He's four points back. No big deal. He's putting a he's putting a a, a sunny a face on for this. But we he's got to just be like, what WTF right now? Kenny is absolutely getting. I don't want to say punked. Uh, I don't want to say because that's a little harsh. But he's he's got to be frustrated, man, with what's going on. Like this is not what he wants to do. Yeah, I feel like this is one of those eighties. Uh, 80s- coming-of-age movies where the dude's just a virgin and it's just one of these days and you keep thinking it's going to finally happen and right. it just keeps not happening. Yeah. This is, this is taken on... I mean, d- I mean... And I will be fired from all future gigs for using this, but this is taken on full tantric proportions. <laughs> um, I mean... Like when he finally does win, like 40-year-old virgin, go watch it. Does Roxon care that he lost second to Marv? You know, he, still, he wouldn't have got first, you know what I mean? So he didn't lose a win... I would say he would, JT. I mean, for sure. Yeah, like, of course. Yeah, what do you like, mean? Yeah. 
You know, I yeah, mean, no, yeah, but I mean, but but a guy like that might say, oh, I don't care if I don't win, I don't care. You know, like whatever. Well, but I don't. I'm I on think the podium. It's more, still. it's it's mud, and we came away with the podium, so yeah, yeah that's that's yeah. okay. Like I'm I'm good with that. In these conditions, we didn't we didn't blow it or have some sort of horrible result that would really impact the yeah. championship. But yeah, I mean, losing two points to a guy that you know's in the in the hunt with Muscan, and you lose three more. On top of it to to Eli, yeah, that matters. I mean, yep. for sure, it's not not ideal. Yep. Um, yeah, he's got to be frustrated right now. But like I said, I talked to him afterwards. He seems to be putting on a positive spin on it, which you know he has to. Um, I'm looking forward to. I think he's. I thought he had some new suspension. I asked him that question in the press conference. He shut me down on it. But I think from what I hear, he's been not pumped on his suspension or not, not as happy as he could be. And I, the Honda guys have been working hard, and so he might have some new settings uh, soon in that bike. So. Um. Yeah, Bogle fourth. Good job for Bogle. He's starting to feel it. Um, I don't think fourth on a dry track is where he's going to be. But when you look at Oakland and you look at this weekend, uh, he's got to be feeling better and more comfy on the bike. Reed got fifth, JT, and that is really just him and Plessinger were going at it for a long time, and he kind of broke away from Aaron. But um, that's just a veteran savvy getting at fifth. Yeah, and you. You kind of expect it with the mud. I think it's just we've seen it so many times now, and you can go back to years ago. Think about his ride in Daytona that obviously his bike let go of the last lap, but he was over a minute ahead of everyone in in just apocalyptic conditions. You go back to Seattle last year. It was by far his best ride of the year. Uh, You you look at New Zealand off-season race this year. He dominated everyone in the mud. So clearly when it's wet, you're going to see him – I'm not going to say do better than normal, but it, it certainly seems to work in his favor. Uh, so, yeah, you know, fifth place isn't, I don't think, the ultimate goal for him, but it was definitely better than what we've seen. Baggett was probably the guy that I most had was watching with one eye closed, JT. Blake was sending it, and it bit him a couple times, but he was nah, not scared. Yeah, you always uh, you always wonder what the best, course of action in is these events you see guys just full send like uh i'll bogle, bogle in just, the heat yeah bogle in the heat yeah justin bogle in the heat exactly where i was going you you're like holy cow this guy's gonna either win by 45 seconds in the heat or he's gonna crash mm-hmm. and obviously he crashed several times and it, it cost him a heat race an easy heat race win at that uh so i mean it is what it is you you have to find that fine line between aggression and not crashing and costing yourself 30 seconds and not being able to hold onto the handlebars anymore because your your mm-hmm. gloves are covered in mud and all these things um i generally think aggression is the gets the the better of the two i think if you can put you know triples and doubles and stuff together you can gain so many seconds per lap over everyone uh, that it's it's worth the risk most times. Maybe you don't get the win like you're hoping for, but I think it puts you in better position more times than not. Bowers came from pretty much last to tenth, so the Bear rode a good ride, and now he's paying the price. He's very vocal on social media. About he's, very not, he's not happy. He he's not probably happy. the most vocal, I would yes. say, right now. That seems odd. Why can't the Bowers would be that way? It's odd. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cole Martinez was good all day, like in practice and everything, and finished 13th. Good job for Cole. Uh, he's from Arizona, but his mom is Canadian. I don't know what this means. I wouldn't think he'd be a mud rider, but he was good all day for a privateer guy. Um, he was sending it. Uh, Barsha, Barsha, Barsha. Besides screwing me over in Pulp Max Fantasy, by the way, maybe this is this is why I'm bitter. But I, look, I'm sorry, dude. He went three laps before his bike stopped from probably over 
smoking the clutch. Yep. And it was early, dude. You can't like you can't you can't you got to be smarter. You have to be smarter if you're Justin Barsha. You know these conditions. Yes, he's a, a hard, hard on clutches. We know that over the years. But you got to be smarter, man, and just ride the thing in third and fourth and and, and lug it along. And I don't know, like that is un, insane to smoke a clutch in three laps to me. Uh, you know, it was brand new. I have no doubt it was brand new for the main. And like, wow, like, dude, well, I, really? I, I think you're right, but I I can't believe it happened so quickly. Uh, I look back at the incident. I just talked about Reed in 08. I mean, he didn't have to be just be going for it at the end of that race jumping doubles and just plowing through water holes ended up costing him the win. I think, you know, we see mechanics ride on the pit board in these mud races all the time, save the bike, save the bike, because a lot of it's a choice, you know, or how aggressive are you on the clutch, which obviously it seemed like, yeah, I don't know what happened, but I, it would seem from the outside that he was just too aggressive, trying to go too fast and uh, typical Barsha fashion. Uh, but I, I think there is a skill to preserving your bike in these conditions, you know, instead of, jumping into a water hole because you're trying to go for it, you well, you make better decisions and pick better lines and, and lug it, like you said, where you can. Try to keep the RPMs down. Try to keep the heat down. Uh, I think there there are certain ways you can do it. It doesn't always work, but I think I think overall, uh, if you are attentive and you intentionally make decisions that will save your motorcycle, I think it pays dividends. I just, I mean, if, if, it, if it had blocked up with a few laps to go, I'd be like, okay, well, you know, shit, like, Three laps, like Ferrandis, like yeah, Ferrandis yeah, 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 like Ferrandis bike blue, and we'll touch on that. But um, like three laps, really, really, like I, I, it's mind blowing to me as a mechanic, as a former mechanic. I just like, dude, you, you, can, you, three laps. Well, this is what uh, I don't know what race it was, but didn't Cincerillo basically do that last year? Uh, I don't know how what, when it was, but I think he did it was the Seattle. Heat, he ra- yeah, he raced Seattle. No, he did East it. Coast. No, he raced Seattle. He did it. But okay. but I don't know how long it was. But well, and the cycle trader guys that race, I, I was. This is the same ran. If you want to just take to it last year, I was the same thing. Like really, like one of their guys was like a lap and a half in. Yeah, and I'm just like, w- you gotta be A-ray? smarter. No, I don't think it was a Ray. It was a uh, it was Miriam. <laughs> um, oh, okay, like you gotta be smarter, and uh, and it's just amazing that you're not that you're not you're just like ah screw it ah. You're just like, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> there is no chance that there was a um, something was wrong because it was so early. I mean, look, we also say that Barsha is usually one of the better mud riders out there. I know he's a rever, but he's proven he can get a bike to the finish line in mud races well before. I just thought it was so early. I'm like, dude, something had to be wrong. M- maybe. Like, you seriously think it was just 100? percent He just pulled the clutch in too much and revved it too much. I mean, I'll, I'll, I've got a text out. I haven't got a reply. Yeah, uh, but. Maybe, maybe, so, yeah, maybe there was a mechanical issue, but it looked like JT clutch issue the way the bike stopped, the way he was looking around, the way the thing was running. And he just, yeah, I mean, I would almost like, guarantee it was a clutch. But yeah, so. my question to you would be can you mess up the adjustment or something, or, or can, can there be something that leads to that pretty oh, yeah. besides the rider? Oh, yeah. Um, the rider would adjust it, yeah. Yeah, I'm wondering if something like that. It just for it to be that early, my gosh. I have a question yeah. for you mechanically. Yep. If you're you're working on your your rider's bike, let's say it's ten years ago or whatever, are there ways you can detune the bike or make it to where it's not going to build heat as quickly? It's going to run cooler. Uh, you can slow it because obviously the, the from what I understand, the more horsepower you're building, the faster your bike, the more torque numbers you're creating. You're you're building more heat, and the the thing's going to be more likely to have issues 
in extreme conditions. Yeah. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, yeah. Nowadays, what you would do is it would, you would do, do it all with ignition. You would right. just give exactly. it, yeah. Back in the day, you'd change a set of cams or you'd put another head gasket on okay. uh, to take away compression. Compression is heat, as you said. So did you hear about any of these guys doing that? Because it didn't, you know, I, for me, I could care less how fast my bike is in a mud race. It doesn't even matter. I just want the thing to finish. So, yeah, detune the thing all you want. Take 10 horsepower away. I don't care. I'm not yeah. going to be jumping the triple anyway. Right, right. Yeah, I know you would do that ignition nowadays for sure. But, yeah, back in the yeah. day, you would throw gaskets on and cams. Or, yeah, I wonder, or, or you just wonder how, if, if any of these guys did that, you know, how many of them did that, because that seems like a sure way to save your bike or, or one of the components yeah. of saving yeah. your bike anyway. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. But Barsha, I mean, that would he would have made the podium. He makes the, if he makes the bike last, he makes oh, the easily. podium. Oh, easily, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, all right, anything else? Uh, smooth 250s? You guys just want to do Let's that? Do um, Fly Racing Racer X Podcast presented by Maxis and Alpine Stars. Um, please check them out if you can on the web. And also, too, want to thank the folks at, at Racetech. Uh, Racetech is uh, doing motors and suspension now for many, many riders out there, including Ben LeMay, who pulled through in Pulp Mex Fantasy with the win in the LCQ. Thank you. Alaskan Assassin, using Race Tech. Um, get your suspension oil changed, get your motor work done, rebuild your motor, uh, use the code PULP19 to save, racetech.com. All right, let's get into the 250s, Fly Racing Racer X podcast. Formula Helmet, check it out, please. They're very excited about it. They're very happy about it. Uh, all right, 250s, so Adam Cincerillo wins in a race that kind of was like Tomax, where he just got out front and uh, took off, and the start was everything. Weege, and he mentioned that he just gambled on the start. Like, he just – that was the only place, he said, where you had to send it. And he did, and he, and he was rewarded for it. Are we now finally, finally getting the boring races? And I know it was a mud race, so it wasn't boring. And certainly he was under attack last week at Oakland for a while. But are we finally getting the just get races where you lead all the laps and you, you just win and win and win? Are we finally getting to that point? I don't know. I, I, I don't think I'm there yet, JT, with Adam. I need to see more proof. More proof, please. Yeah, I'm not there. No way. No <laughs> okay. way. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, okay. Doesn't mean I'm not cheering for him. Doesn't yeah. mean I don't want him to win, yeah. but I'm not there yet. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. Speaking of uh, sending it, March Banks, from the first time he hit the track, sent it. all. Uh, he I, He's from Utah, but I didn't think he'd had a lot of time experience with, uh, with mud, but apparently Garrett March Banks does not. Has, has has no no f's given in the mud because this kid was flying all day long. JT sending it over triples, uh, doing the rhythms. Um, he had to go to the LCQ because he you know sent it a little harder in the heat that he wanted to. But in the main event, uh, he qualified nineteenth. He started up front. He worked his way through the pack. March Banks with his first career podium. He deserved it, man. He was good all day. Yeah, he rode well, and you wonder if if this will be something that you know is a springboard for him to do better, or if it'll just be you know the mud that skewed the results a bit. But the kid's got a lot of potential and a lot of talent, so he didn't end up on that team by accident. Uh, but yeah, it was impressive. I mean, he was he wasn't really that far behind Adam, to be honest. Probably the best rider of the night was McElrath. Did you got? Did you happen? To, I don't know if they showed him on TV, but dude, he was way back. Way back. Oh, yeah, dude. Fourth. He was la- like last, last, last. You yeah. can see that on TV. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, he's really screwed for the title now. And then I could not believe halfway through the race he's just sixth. Yeah. I was like, how in the hell did he do that? Yeah, ended up with a fourth. Uh, Jimmy D crashed and still got third. He thought he got fourth. He uh, he didn't realize that Ferrandez, his bike, locked up. And so he was bummed at another fourth, he said. and uh, But Jimmy D gets on the podium with a crash, uh, the ripper. And he says, Weege, he's not good in the mud. He d- doesn't – everyone would think he is, but he's not. 
Well, he's short, so I guess that's one over generalization analysis that people like to use. Right. A lot of uh, analysis of height and weight. <laughs> but yeah, also, what was up with that? By uh, the way, what, what was up with what, that? Well, did somebody? Somebody must have. I, I'm getting a lot of tweets and texts about this, and Lemay brought it up on social media. Um, there was so much. Did, I, I don't know what, what happened. Did somebody say, "Hey, Ralph, we need heights and weights ASAP"? I, I would think. Here's what I would think. And again, it's the same thing with us talking about the line. Like we haven't talked to anyone. To we're, we're just making up answers essentially here. Let's be honest. Um, like we didn't talk to any track people about how much lime was put in or why this happened yet. We're just guessing as to maybe it was a mistake. I would have to imagine they're like, hey, we want more info, more insight, more something. And it's like, here's something we can touch on. How about height and weight? Um, <laughs> but I just, I, I don't feel like it applies in this sport. This is why I'm always crazy on the, oh, plastic girl will be good in a 450 because he's tall. And I'm like, show me proof that tall. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But for Jimmy D, when you get that short, JT, if you want to just take it from here, I think it is a problem in mud races. So that was good for him. Also, odd, you know, he is um, New England, so we have to decide which overgeneralization do we want. Do we overgeneralize height and weight or where you're from? Because those are the two things we always go with. Yeah, March Banks from Utah. How could he be good in mud? Well, he's tall. So there, let's, let's put these two against each other. It helps. I mean, it definitely helps. I think, you know, for Jimmy D, the biggest thing is if you make a mistake, it's so easy to tip over. If you're, I mean, it happened to him. Let's, let's just go back to Oakland. He got sideways yeah. in the whoops and he wasn't tall enough to put his foot down in a, in an awkward position. If you're on flat ground, yeah, you probably save it, but that's not generally when you're, you know, out of position anyway. And then you just tip over because it, you get in a bad angle and you fall over where March Banks just puts his foot down and off we go. March Banks, I think, left Utah at like 12 or something to ride at like Club MX. And okay, yeah. Well, I don't even know, MTF or GPF, a lot of those. So I, probably doesn't even apply. I've never spoken to him, but and I probably will at some point. I'm just like, did you see him in the press conference? Like, bro, you just got podiumed. Uh, you know, your first ever 250 Supercross podium, and the kid could not have been less excited. <laughs> yeah, it's just a really good night. No, just, you know, happy. Yeah. I mean, like, really? That's where we're at with kids? Like, that's it? That's I, – I just was blown away by his – Yeah, you can't just say all kids, though, because of one. Like, you can't stereotype that bad. I'm just – I'm just I, – I... He's, a, he's a very calm demeanor kid, for sure. I mean, even on the on the uh, interview in the stadium, he was very, very, you know, calm and collected. And I don't know. I just think it's that's his demeanor overall, which, honestly, if he turns into the rider that maybe he will – that could serve him very well one day, staying calm and, and not getting too high or too low in these, you know, if he's in a championship situation. Ben LeMay just tweeted in all caps, every racer and team needs to come together and create a rider's union. We need to boycott the race in Minneapolis to repair our bikes that are ruined from the line. Yeah, good luck with that, Ben. Mm. Yep. yep, I might have to unfollow him just to stay as far as, humanly possible away from that, that boycott the race in minneapolis so that, that'd go over well <laughs> i'm just kidding ben but i don't think that that tweet is a good idea for the record <laughs> all right um mac so what else uh pettis just pettis fifth he was good jt and honestly i someone on on twitter was saying asking me about picks for fault max fantasy i said carson brown and just pettis because uh they ride in these stuff like they they Jess Pettis grew up in snow and mud and in the spring and in the fall. And like Pettis, yep. I knew he'd be automatically very good. I didn't think he'd be a fifth good, but, uh, and Carson Brown, same thing. Carson Brown was top 10 until the last lap. So, um, 
good conditions for those guys. It just denied it after the race. He was like, I don't know, like you either you know things can go sideways in the mud. I'm just like, whatever, bro. Bro, you're good. In the they mud. can, but yeah. they can't for everybody. So yeah. I'll take the guys that are fast in it and and yeah. very. Uh, competent in the mud versus the guys that aren't because something could happen to everybody mm-hmm. so but yes he was good all day i probably should have picked him on my fantasy team uh the only reason i didn't because he was only a handicap one uh but yes great ride from him he saw it all day if you go back to a one in the mud you know he hole shots and is leading his heat race there so you clearly uh this mud thing is whether he realizes it or not it's good for him canada's own why get yeah, I don't know, man. I asked somebody who I thought would know at the beginning of the season. I'm like, Pettis, man, he looks good. Is there? Could this be it? But um, the person who I thought would know said no. So I don't uh, know. I don't know why they keep doubting him. Uh, Dylan Ferrandez, like we said, uh, he was he was third, right? Yeah, he was third. Uh, two turns to go. Bike stopped. Gets a seventh. Yeah, it was weird. By the way, Ferrandez in his heat race uh, win interview said the whole key really is just preserving the bike. It's not about going fast. I feel like Ferrandez several times in these mud races in the Nationals was also was on the line. And I think the Nations, too. Bike smoking, barely yeah. getting. Indiana? His bike stopped in Indiana. Yes, bike stopped in Indiana. I yeah. think he, he won the overall at Unadilla, but I think the bike was on the verge of blowing. I think it was happening at the Nations. Um, so it's, But it was odd for hearing him say conserve the bike. And, dude, he was taking some huge chances, casing jumps. Um, yeah. and maybe using the clutch too much. It's hard to analyze that, but he got pretty lucky. And by the way, people, if I hear anyone say he should just get a DNF and get zero points, that's just not how it works. <laughs> that's how it works, though, in some racing, in amateur racing. or so, so, Canada. No, Canada works that way. Canadian Nationals are that way. Wait, so you actually – he did actually beat 13 dudes. Yeah. Like he yep. but did it, as many laps as them and got to the, their final lap before they did. So yeah. he did beat them. But I believe but in they Canada. Should beat him? Yeah, if, if you don't cross the finish, oh, I think, what a mess. I think you get a zero. I'll scramble that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm with you. No. Uh, he, yeah, seventh is what he deserves and what he should get. Uh, Martin Costello, good job for him. Um, we have two RMZ 250s in the top 10, or in the top six, I guess I should say. When's the last time that happened? Like Stroop and Izzy? I don't think they were in the same class. Or I, don't, same, uh, I don't know. I'm, just, I'm trying to make a joke here. Just roll with it. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, Huffman and Yogi. Yeah, exactly. Uh, right. Matthias Jorgensen from Denmark. Good job. JT, looking back, that would have been a good fantasy pick. Like, why not? He's from Denmark. Oh, you did? Yes. Yeah, good job. I, 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 looking back, I'm like, why didn't I? I think he qualified well, too. You know? Uh, yeah, he was. But yeah, he was he was a good qualifying, maybe tenth or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but I, but then he was in the unseated, so you're like, eh, maybe the track was good, you know. I, so. I picked him and Ludovic Deckler or Deckler or something like that. I, I never heard of either either of. Well, I've heard of Jorgensen, but not the other gentleman. But I picked both. Yeah, Ludovic got twenty first from France. Um, yeah, his bike, his bike, like going like the third lap. He was maybe twelfth. Loops, like lo- Lopes, Loops, Lopes had a tough race. Enzo Lopes had a tough, tough race. A lot of crashing. He had a bike issue. Also, I think the mud was stuck in his in his uh, shifter. wouldn't 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 start. So it wouldn't move. Bad deal for him. R.J. Hampshire not a good race for R.J. Nichols loses the red plate for the first time. Colt Nichols will not have the red plate. He got a tenth. I think he was up. He had there, a though. rough go. Yeah, he, he, he crashed. He crashed probably. Four, I'm going to say four times in two laps that I was watching him. Yeah. Um. All right. Anything else? Two fifty wise. No. Uh, do we need to mention? Um, uh, Cooper Webb here. Okay. We didn't, we didn't mention him in the 450s. All right. This doesn't mean anything, right? We're not like, it's over. 
right? No, 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 nothing. No. This, I mean, this race he means was riding good. Yeah, but yeah, this race means nothing. 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 Was he the fastest qualifier? Um, I think I'm looking. I think he was the fastest qualifier. Hold on. Practice. Why? Oh, combined qualifying test. Uh, no, Tomac was, but he was second. Oh, okay, he was second. Um, okay, second. So yeah. I mean that that's your proof right there. Like, okay, yeah, he crashed, had a bad race, he went over the bars, right? But I mean, he even in the mud, even in muddy practice, he was second fastest. Like I, this to me, this means nothing, absolutely nothing. No, this race is moo, just moo, nothing. Moot, moot, or moo? Moot. Well, moo is from a Friends episode. Joey said oh. that. Um, okay. It's it's moot. All right. Anything else? 250, mm, what's the two fifty points situation like? Uh, Adam, Adam Cincerello at one fourteen, McElrath one hundred six, Nichols one hundred four, Ferrandis one hundred two. So Ferrandis is twelve back in fourth, and everybody else wow. is jammed in there. So that's a nice. That's a nice little swing for AC there. Yeah, eight eight point yeah. lead on uh, on McElrath. So very very good for AC. Um, all right. Anything else? This is San Diego. We're on to Minneapolis. Thank God. Inside, we're going inside for the first time. Yeah, this but year. now we got. Well, the, sorry, it's Glendale. Thank God, negative ten. Going east. Yeah, with we got the the outside elements to deal with in Minneapolis. That's all right. It's supposed to be. Uh, it's going to be cold, but I don't think we're going to deal with a serious weather situation. Other than that, okay. Fly racing. Uh, please check them out. The new Formula helmet is out, and uh, it's very, very good. It's very, very quiet. Also, by the way, so you might want to, if your wife nags a lot, just put the Formula helmet on. <laughs> just sit there on your couch with the Formula helmet. You won't even hear her. Uh, she'll sound like the teacher from Charlie Brown. Also, uh, Maxis MXS T-Tire, AJ Canzaro, running that out there in Supercross. And um, and Alpine Stars, of course, the new revised Tech 10 is out. Tech 7 is all. They had a San Diego military edition Tech 7 out also. So, um, all right. So, 250 East Supercross preview. Let's mini preview. Let's get into that. Kicks off in Minneapolis this weekend. We got Forkner. We got Marty. We got uh, Sexton. We got uh, Troll, we got uh, Justin Cooper, we got um, Freckle, we got, um, help me out, oh, Jordan Smith, um, I'm, doing Marty. This the, I'm doing this on the fly, I said Marty second, uh, Jordan Smith, we have, um, Marty, what else, uh, oh, Kyle <laughs> Peters, just not listening, I don't know, what, who finishes, oh, I, I said to know. Marty, Marty was second, I said Forkner Marty, all oh, I need okay. to know, it's who be two between Marty and a Marty. Okay, so this has been covered. We have a bet in place right now. Myself and a certain gentleman in a wheelchair that runs a very successful race team that may or may not employ Marty. Overall points at the end of the year, because I don't want to take race per race. I don't want anything to do with that, with Marty versus a Mart, but... Overall points at the end of the season, no matter what happens to anybody, if Amart beats Marty, he is driving up here, Mitch Payton, to do the Pulpamex show. If Marty nice. beats Amart, I am driving down there, buying him lunch, and cleaning the shop. Hmm. That is the All bet. Right, that's a good bet. I like that. That is the bet. I feel like that's the one of my favorites. Emo- is that he he won't let you work on the uh, won't let you clean air filters for fear yeah. that you'll screw it up. <laughs> yes, he did say that. He did. He said clean air filters. I said okay, and he said no, nah, never mind. You'll, you you won't do it right. <laughs> so, this will easily be my most enjoyable aspect of the 250E series. This bet. Look, I mean, I've this honestly though seriously on seriously this might be Marty's year. I, I look if, if 
The anvil will fall on him. That is what I am betting on because it always falls on him. He will stop and look at the bird seed, and then the trap door will open, and, and it'll be over for him because that's what happens to Marty. But if he keeps it upright, like if he makes it to the end, Forkner and Marty, to me, are the two. They are 1A and 1B. Like one of these guys is going to get it. I, I, I Honestly, I'm, Jordan Smith, we always underrate Jordan, shitting on Smith a little bit. Maybe he could do it, but to me, it's the two Cowie guys. Uh, what say you, I get? Yeah, I think you got to put Jordan Smith right there. I know that Forkner won more races last year than Jordan, but he's been he's been very good at being consistent, which used to be the exact opposite for Jordan Smith. But I think he figured it out, and now I believe he was actually hurt going into last season. It's probably covered up like everything else, like Eli Tomac. I don't think he was quite right going into last season. He was still pretty good. So if he's good this time. Uh, I think you got to put him right there with those guys. I, I, I can't make Jordan Smith a second tier to Forkner and Marty. 1A, 1B, 1C? Yes, those are my three. Uh, I, As much as you say it might be Marty's year, I think it might be Jordan's year. I think I'm going to pick Forkner as my the favorite. The betting favorite would be Forkner for me. But I, I worry about Forkner throwing it away. Uh, he was he was so damn fast last year. But watching him with Osborne, you almost knew it was coming. Unfortunately, he was just so on the edge that you're. I don't want to say we're giving him the one eye open status, but you yeah. were kind of waiting on the big crash that was going to bite him. So I kind of expect the same thing this year. I just it will be whether he can hold it together or not because I think he's going to win a lot of races. When you look at the class. I think that Marty and Jordan are really the only two that can that can even go with him speed wise. Uh, so yeah, I think it's it's Forkner's to lose. Marty's going to win maybe every heat race on the season, and then I think Jordan, if he can stay the course and win when he you know when the opportunity arises, get your win. But almost you almost anticipate what the other guys are going to do. Some nights I think Forkner will be unbeatable, and you just accept it and move on. You get your second or third and, and go to the next weekend. But it'll be interesting because I think there will be different approaches to this series from each guy. I agree with you on Forkner for last year, 100%. Like, you're just like, kid, back it down. He's freaking out on people. He's he's sending it everywhere. But just maturity, JT, to me, like, he just, like he's got to be smarter and, and he's older. and If he does, it's over. Yeah. yeah. That's... If, he, if he does and he it does exactly what you're saying, which I agree, he needs to do that. But if... If he does, then mm. these guys are going to be up against it. I mean, I don't think that they will beat him if if that's the case. I think Marty and Forkner have more speed than Jordan. We each, that's what I I think they have more raw speed. Yeah, maybe. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> uh, I think you're right, but I, I think you're right. But um, Jordan has been solid the last two years, which you cannot say about those guys. So I think you'd offset it. And I think the difference in speed is not massive. It's not like if he gets the whole shot, there's no way that it's like inevitable they're going to run him down. Um, he's just been more solid the last two years, which is why he's been fairly close in points. I mean, he practically had it in Vegas. Yeah. And last year he was close decently. And, and, and the wild cards are Cooper and Sexton, right? Yeah, I would really like to kind of blow up Justin Cooper's chances here, except – because you keep hearing flying at the test track. But unfortunately, I think he's literally raced one Supercross ever. He raced Anaheim one last year, yep. and then he knocked himself out at round two in Houston. So yep. very difficult to have someone who's raced one Supercross ever and say, look out, he's going to win the title. 
Yeah, no, I know. That's why I said wild card, yeah. like like Sexton. Sexton, right. well, how many wild card exactly? What is Sexton? I don't want to doubt, discount him, yeah. man. I mean, hearing so much Justin Cooper at the test track hype. I mean, Sexton has seven races under his belt or whatever. You know what I mean? Not much more. So, um, I I really like Sexton, Sexton good as last a rider. He's solid. Yeah, I, I think he's spectacularly talented. He's he could win a lot of races, and I think he'll be even a better 450 rider with his size and his skill set. But I just don't think he's going to consistently get good enough starts to be in the title hunt. I think the starts, we've already seen it, but I think that will continue to be what keeps him out of you know being relevant for the overall championship. Did you say was that about Sexton? Yes, okay. that was about Sexton. Um, where are we at with aim with with Troll? Where are we at Troll Train? I mean, I haven't been hearing good things from the test track, and I'm going listen, to. I was there when you weren't hearing. Don't don't listen to that source. Not just one. That's not. That's one source. That that's, source is not a good source. That's one person I've heard from. One okay. Okay. out of a few. Okay. So yes, you were there for that instance, but there have been more. I don't think that Troll is going to be championship contention. I think he'll do well. He'll get some podiums here and there. He's just Troll. That's what he does. But I don't think he. I don't think he will have the speed to go with. The the three that we mentioned at the beginning of the, he, he does not the have the speed, but he you know what he has veteran savvy. That's what I said. I think he'll get some podiums because of that, and he's in shape. He's an animal off the bike, and he also apparently pissed Phil off big time. <laughs> right, <laughs> Weech? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're all sharing sharing an apartment, which is just hilarious. <laughs> Um, like when Alex comes to town, he just stays at Phil, which is just, it, you can pretty much fill in the blank. Anyone stay with Phil, comedy ensues. Um, all right. And then uh, Oldenburg will be fast. At times, Peters will be consistent. Am I missing I'm, Am I missing anybody here? I feel like we are. I don't know. Someone's going to get pissed. Falk? Uh, yeah, somebody's probably going to get mad. Who's, I mean, we've got the, uh, the new, the... CTR, the Traders Racing uh, team. Osby. You got a Heart Raft over a Cycle Trader. Yeah, Heart Raft's good, dude. Heart, Raft's good. Heart, Raft. Heart Raft's good. He was good last year. Yep. yep. Yeah, he's been riding with Hayes a lot. They've been buddies, and apparently they've been pretty much equal to the test track, so my bad on forgetting about Heart Raft. Um, Jersey Zone. Freckle. Where are we at on Freckle? Mitch Oldenburg. Freckle will go fast at times. Yeah, he, that's usually what he does. Um, What about... Is it Falk? Who's who? Yeah, yeah. Falk is the teammate of. Yeah. Are we? Are uh, we what, do, what do we think of Falk? Ah, uh, dude, it's hard to put anything on rookies, especially in Supercross. I feel okay. to have any expectations at all. And right. we much mentioned the uh, GP converts. We have Hunter Lawrence and Thomas Covington. Right. So I missed those guys. So thank either one of you could have yeah. jumped in at any point. Thank you. That's what I'm doing. I'm doing it right now. Well, it's a little late. Where what do you mean? At? I got a list right in front of me. I got a team list. I'm looking at it. I'm okay. using it. I'm telling well, you. I, I would have liked to have talked about Hunter Lawrence and, and Big Air Tom earlier. But, oh, sorry. Okay. okay. I get, so we're out of time? We're not allowed now? No, we're fine. Okay. But I just – now these teams and riders are going to be like, oh, you didn't even talk about them. You know, blah, 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 blah. Like, We're doing it. We're doing it right now. Hunter okay. Lawrence, go. Go ahead. Talk about him. So Hunter, Hunter, Lawrence, talk about him. Hunter Lawrence will be interesting for sure. Uh, he is tempering expectations himself. Um, I think – is he? He's a five to ten guy with maybe maybe a podium here or there. JT Hunter Lawrence first year. I don't know what to think. I don't know how we can even know that. I've never seen him do a lap of Supercross yet. I mean, I know he has done lots of them, but 
when your first interview is, well, I'm still alive, that's a good start about Supercross testing, how the hell are we supposed to know what he's going to do? Okay, and what about Big Air Tom? I hope that Tom comes out swinging. I've heard good things. Where Hunter Lawrence, I haven't heard anything. I have heard that Tom is riding Supercross pretty well. So I think he's going to get good starts. He's very, um, I think, with the grid and the equipment he has, I think we should expect to see Tom up at the front of the start more times than not. I would say, along with Marty, those guys will be top three a high percentage of the time. So he's going to be in a good situation to do well. Um, I don't know. I, we're we're kind of grasping at straws here because they we have zero to go off of. I mean, these guys have zero supercrosses to their to their record. So this we're is, just we're basically guessing. And then so nobody wanted to bring up Christian Craig, like literally no one wanted to bring up Christian Craig. That's I thought that was what you're supposed to do. I do, I, I, okay, we're getting there. I'm I, looking through a list. Yeah, I don't but, understand. There's a time limit that I'm not aware of. Craig needs to be with the contenders. Needed to be you sooner. Page about that. He needs to be sooner, and and I forgot. And now we look like assholes. Can we go back and then add that in? No, because like in a weird voice, like every time we mention those three, <laughs> you add in and Christian, like and just, somebody else. Yeah, just cut voice. and paste it, like Christian. Right. So this is a big year for Christian Craig. Um, he's working with Connor Fields, by the way. Uh, on mental coaching, um, yeah, Christian Craig. I think I put him. You're right. You're right. To your bigger point. Sorry to cut you off. You're, to your bigger point, he should have been mentioned in that group. I, I fully agree with that. I put him. If Forkner, Marty, and Jordan are one A, one B, one C, I'll put Craig as fourth out of the out of the out of that list. I'll put Fork. I'll put Forkner as a betting favorite. I think JT is right. Marty would be second, Jordan would be third, and Craig would be fourth. Those are the four title contenders to me. Sorry, Christian. We should have brought you up earlier. Yeah, that's gonna that's not gonna go well the next time I see either yeah. any of his family. Uh Weege, what do you think? Ooh, it's gonna be tough to choose between Sexton and Craig. And I know they probably no, ride together no. and all this stuff. It's gonna be it's tough. Nah, I'll take Craig. Okay. Here, we'll make it interesting, and I will take some of the Craig heat off of you, and I will pick Sexton ahead of Craig, so then I will get some of the Craig heat. All right, well, yeah, Jagger Nation is coming for you. So I, I, It's very scary. It was like Hampshire knocking down AC and Anaheim 1. Right. It's very scary if you get yep. the, the Jagger social media mob. Um, I, just, I feel like Sexton's making all the right progression steps. I just I keep waiting for Christian. Like he'll be better than he was last year. Yeah, like I just keep waiting yeah. for Christian, though. Like, it's got to happen, right? Or no? Doesn't got to happen, I guess? Yeah. Yeah, I think this is probably three or four years in a row of, this is a big year. This Oof. is the year. Right, right. This is the year. Yep. Not to say that he couldn't have one of those years. I mean, the guy rides awesome, but we've been waiting for that year. Yep. Um. And Marty, I mean, where are we at with Marty? Like... Is this it? What is different for you? Why why are you rounding yourself into Marty for the first time? I have no idea, Wage. I don't <laughs> okay. I don't right, know. Good. I don't he left Red Dog's facility, which would make you know, would people would think that would make me angry and bitter <laughs> at Marty. Um I'm not. He's more he's, angry and bitter? Uh no, I'm, I'm I I am tough love with Marty. I don't I, I don't know how many times I gotta explain it. Like I like Marty. That's what you should have gone with there. Um I like Marty. Yeah. I like Marty. I'm just you know, I'm disappointed in Marty over the years, but yeah, he's with he's up in the goat farm, so he's he's there working. Um, am I going to win my bet? Who's going to win the bet? Uh, I don't, I don't think it's looking very promising for you. You're taking a huge risk. 
that Marty, you think Marty makes it all through the whole thing, and then, but of course, he can't win the title because it has been deemed that way, and then he just gets second in the points. Well, you also have to remember, you're you're just assuming that Amart's just a lock to have no problems. Like Amart will just plug away, and he will get points at every round, and Marty will blow himself up. But Amart has been star-crossed and super-crossed himself, so you have to factor in that there's a chance that either one of them yeah, could have problems, no. but Marty's probably faster. No? Not going to happen? No, you're right. You're right. Yep. Yeah. It's not like Amart got taken up by Craig two years ago, and last year, what happened last Went year? Went flying too? over a berm at Anaheim, done. Oh, yeah, yeah. So He hasn't done a lot of super-cross lately, and it hasn't gone well. Well, what do you think, JC? Am I, is, I think Randy Richardson paid Weege to call Amart Starcrossed. That's what I think. Um, yeah, yeah. You, Will this be Starcrossed 5? I don't know. Am I going to California then to clean a shop and go to lunch? Well, it's, it's all going to come down to is Marty going to Marty? That's, Marty's going to Marty. He is. Well, He's going to Marty. That's, the, that's what it's going to come down to. I mean, it, I, I can't answer that question, but if Marty Marty's, then you win. And that's that's as easy as it gets. I am, I am less confident that Marty will Marty though. I I don't know why. I just maybe this if, is it. If you have to go to Pro Circuit and do this, they, are they going to throw a Marty party? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Mar- <laughs> Mar- they may make Marty be my boss for the day. Oh, that would be so good. And then he's going to tell me to like crawl myself underneath the semi truck while it rolls over me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I think that. Uh, yeah. I think I think the experience now is that what it is? He finally has the experience. <laughs> I don't know, so man. I just on? I just feel like it could be it. I feel like this could be it. So, um, who wins races? Forkner, Marty, Jordan win races for sure. Mm-hmm. Right? We all agree. Yep. Okay. Who else wins races? I don't know. That's yeah. that's a good part. We don't know what to think about Hunter Lawrence. We don't know what to know about Hunter Lawrence or Thomas Covington. No idea. I don't yep. know how you could possibly they don't draw win any races. conclusions. They don't win that. races. I'm not. No, I don't I'm think not, they do. Yeah. I'm not ready to say that because I think I really believe that Covington is going to put himself in position to win if he has the rest of the pieces put together, which I don't know. I have not seen him ride at all, but I do think he's going to hold shot a lot, which is going to put him in position to. Okay. So Sexton, gets- I can see Sexton winning one if he gets a start. I just don't know if he's going to get the start. Yeah. That's been, I mean, that's been the situation his whole career so far, and limited career, obviously. Right. But I mean, he the fa- one of the fastest guys on the track every time. But he he's usually so far back, it doesn't matter. And Justin Cooper, flying in the test track, maybe he can win. Lots of whole shots from him, I expect. Right. Yeah, bike is great. Cooper right? can uh, get starts and he can ride really fast. So it's like the greatest combination you could ever ask for. But. That's just going against the fact that he's essentially a rookie, so we'll see how that works. But I think it's I think it's it good together, that we he should win a race. There's so many question marks in this class, which is good. That's more than I going into this preview. There were there are more questions than I yes. fully expected. Yes, because we have like different tiers of rookies. You have the rookies in Supercross, but have raced GPs and won races already. You have the pure rookies like Falk and Jordan Bailey. You have the rookie on paper, but not really a rookie in Justin Cooper. And then you have the charting the progress of how much better is Sexton getting and Forkner getting now that they've had a few years. Uh, that's a lot to try to, to guess on, like your, the, the progress of these guys. I think, I think Craig can win. I, w- I think Craig can win his second race, career race. 
Uh, but sure. I would put him again fourth under those three guys. For, which which Christian Craig are we going to get? Are we going to get the West West Coast Christian Craig that was right in the mix and battling with Webb? Are we going to get the East Coast Christian Craig that didn't go well at all? Yeah, I would I would like to think I would, I would be higher on his chances if he was on the West, right? Hard pack and what he grew up on and all that. So um, well, he has a, he has a chance to change that narrative. I mean, that's what we saw last time. It was a completely different Christian Craig, but. Mm-hmm. I don't know that we should expect that again. Or do we see the Christian Craig that just annihilates a Martin and kills your bet all in one swoop? Oh boy, I'll be oh. really mad. I will be really mad if he does that. <laughs> I think. I think. I mean, look, the JGR guys. I mean, things are going great for them. So this will just continue. You know, to me. Mm, yep. Success story. Okay. Is that it, boys? I think so. I think so. I'm. I am pleasantly surprised by how much I didn't know and didn't um, the scope of this class now, because I, I was kind of thinking, as I alluded to, a three-horse race, but I don't know that it's going to be that. Maybe not. Forkner, Forkner could just stomp on everybody, right? He could. Like, he, oh, he absolutely yeah, could, yeah. Yeah, I don't think anybody can – no one can stomp on everybody outside of Forkner. I think Marty could. No. No. I think he could. No. I don't think he's going to. He's just going to stroll in and just rip off seven wins. I mean, if you looked at heat races, you would say, I mean, look at his heat race success. JT. He, he has that ability. I mean, I, I don't you. think he's ever going to it's been 13, fully realize 13 that. Years. It's been 13 years. I understand. We know. I said we, I don't think he's going to. We got it. But if you're just talking pure talent ability, he could. <laughs> this is phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> this is just phenomenal. Oh, Marty. Oh, God. You know, you better hope it doesn't work out because we need him to stay in this class. We just need this. For the sake of this show, for great radio, bro, Steve, this is the best thing going. You need it to – it could not have gone better last year. It was perfect. It was perfect. How many times has Marty dropped some people, like in his interviews? <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, folks, Team or Monster Pro Circuit Kawasaki put out a team video before the season, and it had like one quote from each rider. Like they're doing whips and scrubs, and it's just like Forkner, like, I'm trying to mature. I'm going to be more consistent. AC's like, it's my time to win. Marchbank's like, oh, I'm a rookie. I'm trying to learn. And then all of a sudden, a lot of people say a lot of things about me, but I ignore it. (laughs) That was his quote. It doesn't do results or racing or anything. Sure you do, Marty. Sure you do. (laughs) Got it, Marty. Uh, It'll be great. It'll be great. I I hope Peyton comes up here for the show. That would be great. That would be fantastic. And uh, maybe we'll have Amart on that show, that particular show. So. Oh, nice. You guys were there in the shop when we were doing our preseason videos. I mean, I was going to the wall for Amart with, with Mitch. Not scared. I have a feeling you might be back at that same shop. I'm not scared battling him for that. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be battling him um, in the shop. So, JT, what we wanted to do, Wygan and I were going to wait to the end of this pod. We kind of were going to talk about this lime put on the track in San Diego. We would like you to cover yourself in lime and roll around in some water for to sort of let us know the experience. Is that cool? No. Why don't you just call some of the riders? They're dealing with that experience right this. Yeah, second. but we need a we need you know the you know how we send, you know how you send reporters to the to the hurricane zones and they stand there and they holding mm-hmm. onto a sign. Inventory. Like, yeah. Yep. So w- you need to do that for us, like Jason. We just JT. I, I just rolled myself in lime. I threw myself in a puddle. It's burning really bad. We we just I can I can attest it's burning really bad. Ben Lemay and Tyler Bowers were right. Can you do that? Yeah, I'm just hoping we don't get the I'm melting tweet from <laughs> Ben <Saint-Lamay. laughs> I'm 
like all caps, about everybody, Raiders. all caps. Like Raiders of the Lost Ark, his face is just melting off. Just, <laughs> I'm a little worried about where oh, that's going to go. It's not a good situation right now. I mean, I, I think Feld has to come out and address it. They have to put out a. They have to put out. They. I'm not saying they will. They should put out a release after they get to the bottom of this and say, "We're really sorry, everybody. We, you know, step up, step up and take some accountability because something screwed up. They didn't. But mean legally, it. legally, I don't know that that's the best course of action. I don't know. I don't. That, I'm more worried about where this would go if they admitted fault or something. I don't. I don't know. I don't know any of that stuff. You, you think they can just move on like life? Like life is good. Sorry, everybody. Yes, I think they can. I don't oh. know that they will. But right. I think they could. I don't know. I mean, I, I just think, yeah, maybe you're right. You know, when you admit fault, that's when the lawyers get involved. But uh, one thing for sure, nothing's going to change that way. So just, yeah, don't worry about it. We're on to Minneapolis. I, I think the one thing we can be sure of is that no one, no one was intending for this to go sideways, right? They were oh, trying, of course to, not. Yeah. trying to help the track, and this was an unintended side effect. But that doesn't, that doesn't always matter, unfortunately. No. All right. Fly Racing, RacerX Podcast, presented by Maxis and Alpine Stars. Please check out the Formula Helmet. Uh, very, very uh, big deal for the folks at Fly Racing, and they're stoked if you would go and order one from your dealer. Um, JT, they're available now? Uh, we are awaiting inventory. Oh we'll probably have them in the next few weeks. But, yeah, you can go in and pre-order and do all that stuff. So should have them okay. soon. All right, Weege, uh, are you back on the circuit now? Why again? I am. I have to go to Minneapolis. I'm probably going to be in Dallas. I'm probably going to be in Atlanta and Unbelievable. He's back. <laughs> well, I won't be in Atlanta. Going to race. I won't be in Atlanta, so I look forward to the to the where I'll are you meet at? Anton. Yeah, you, I'm spending my cub reporter to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, everybody. All right. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it, JT Weech. Thanks, boys. All right, guys. See you. All right. See you. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and McGill was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, it, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane, Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. 
The Dogger Raw Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. You know, and I know from personal experience. Did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the months and the years.